Hello, and welcome to episode 23 of My Dog Will Eat My Face. This is an important episode, I must say, because it's going to announce some pretty big changes in my life. Uh, It might not be big to my listeners, (laughs) but it's certainly big for me, so let me put it that way. Uh, I think my listeners have heard me discuss in the past that I was entertaining the idea of adopting a new dog since my old one, who was my best friend and love of my life and there for me through the thick and thin, passed away. And obviously, if I bring him up, even today, I get a little choked up. But it's been several months now, and the truth of the matter is is that my apartment is like a big, vast tomb. It feels like it is just completely empty and void of any interaction, any love, anything that might otherwise bring me happiness. So, with all that said, I'm announcing that big change here and today, that I am going to finally adopt a new dog. And like all big changes, here comes the good, the bad, and the ugly, let's say. (laughs) Hopefully I don't get a copyright infringement for that, but (laughs) let's use that as a basis. And in this podcast, I'm going to analyze each bit of those components and how they relate to this adoption and what it means to me going forward as I go ahead and adopt a new pooch. So, stay with me through this podcast and I'll analyze those three components uh, with respect to this adoption. And I'll start off right here without wasting any time with the easiest part, which is the good. So as I start the good aspect of this adoption, I'll be happy to share that I have met the little guy, of course. Um, I was actually brought to 
him via some friends of mine that were helping me look around for some dogs out there that might be available. So I couldn't have done it without some friends out there. But anyway, I did actually approach this pooch, and this pooch's foster mother, that's a him, I should say his foster mother, and she was kind enough to bring him over for a little meet and greet and uh, playtime, not that long ago, and I'll tell you that it just completely flipped the grim emptiness of my apartment on its on its face. It just uh, <laughs> reversed everything that was going on on the in the dull, isolated, empty apartment. I found myself playing with him. That is playing with the dog snuggling with him he even gave me some puppy kisses and it was a great time and he actually wore me out <laughs> uh he was playing so much he's a very playful dog he's supposed to be three but uh, i kind of think he might actually be only one if that he is just filled with so much energy that he's either a puppy or a borderline puppy. So I don't know if I buy the three-year-old thing, but it's possible. It's possible, but either way, uh, he and I met and we got off together really well. We, we got along superbly. We played tug-of-war, we played fetch, we played with various toys, I shared snacks with him, and when I held him, he reached in and gave me puppy kisses on the lips. And after all that was said and done, I told his foster mom, I don't need to think about it, I'm sold. <laughs> so that's definitely some of the good uh, that I've experienced and I will be getting him this weekend by the time this podcast is actually published I will be getting this uh, dog in my possession and so it will be a new page a new chapter in my life for sure uh, one of the things that I used to play with him was the toys that I was going to donate to charity. Now, that might freak some people out because these were my past dog's toys. But they were toys he really never played with, never really got along well with. And again, I was going to donate them to charity anyway. So really all what I'm doing is donating them to this little guy instead, just to a broad charity. I've uh, been very careful with how I bifurcate what I'm keeping and what I'm sharing with 
this new little guy for what were once my dogs, my previous dogs' favorite toys. Those are mine. Those are special. I keep those separate. My former dog's bed and blanket I keep separate. But for those things that I was going to donate and give away anyway, I figure I might as well just keep those for uh, this next dog if I was going to give them away regardless. So I've put a lot of thought and a lot of emotion and careful consideration into thinking how I'm going to bifurcate what I'm keeping just for me and what I'm keeping for the new little guy. And I'm quite happy with the decision I made. Now, there's only been one character who's been opposed to this whole move, and that's been my ex, who said point blank, Oh, you can't walk the dog. Which, I don't know, may or may not be true to some extent. But I walked my past dog just fine for years. Truth being told, it is going to get worse, and I'll deal with that when that happens. But I feel like it was a frivolous complaint to say that I could not walk the dog when, in fact, I was walking the dog. <laughs> a lot. So I'm not that worried about that complaint. Every other person in my life, every other friend has come to me and said uh, just the highest of praise and said that it is a marvelous idea, an excellent idea, and have been behind me the whole way to adopt a new pooch. So, again, I think that falls in with the good. And the most important thing with the good is I'll have a companion again. I won't be lonely anymore. I'll have somebody to spend time with in my home. And to me, that means the world to me. And it's with a little guy who I got along with, who I bonded with already. I played with with a little boy who gave me puppy kisses already so all in all I think it's a good thing and that my friends is the good aspect of this adoption now that's not to say there aren't bad and ugly components to it <laughs> and those I will touch on as well without further ado so now getting on with the bad and <laughs> I know that there's going to be a lot of folks 
listening to this thinking, what could possibly be bad with adopting a new puppy? <laughs> and I at first struggled to come up with something that might be bad, but there are actually some bad things to consider. And there are with any big decisions and changes and transitions like this. I don't think this is any exception. But first of all, my ex is going to be the one opposed to this adoption. Whereas all my other friends, other friends, I shouldn't even qualify my ex as a friend, uh, but all my friends <laughs> have supported me and said it was a really good idea, needless to say, for me to adopt, to have someone else in my life and to share my life with. And I guess the only thing that this proves is it's a good thing that my ex and I are divorced. <laughs> if nothing else, this just goes to show that we have a strong divorce. That's when the real relationship kicks in. <laughs> oh yes, my, my divorce is resilient. <laughs> and I'm so happy to be divorced because I don't have to listen to my ex's crap. <laughs> and so, that if anything, the, that bad just reminds me of that, <laughs> that little fact, and I, I thank my lucky stars that I am divorced and I don't have to sit in a car or sit in, I don't know, living room or across the dinner table listening to that kind of crap. So, um, that's one bad, but it gets weirder. You see, when my last dog died, the vet offered a keepsake service where they would cremate and create some keepsakes, like a tuft of fur and things like that for him. And my ex was going to bring that to me. Well, the keepsakes have been taking forever. Two and a half months. To where I'm going to get the keepsakes delivered by my ex the day after I get possession of the dog that I'm adopting. And that's going to be just awkward. Um, at first I thought it was really icky. It just made me feel icky to get the ashes of my previous dog after I adopted a new dog. But at the end of the day, it's not my freaking fault. It took the stupid vet over two months to get this together and to make it deliverable to me. So that's not my fault. Because it has been several months. And it unfortunately just came down that way. Certainly no design of my own. But I'm sure my ex will arrive and give me grief for that too. 
<laughs> that they can't believe that I have a new dog before I even have the ashes of my old dog or something like that. I don't know. But once again, we're divorced. I don't have to listen to that. I can collect the keepsakes and say, get out of my house. <laughs> and one thing I was going to do is I was going to donate my old dog's toys uh, to charity, to shelters. Uh, and, and not all of his toys, just the toys he didn't really play with and he didn't really like. And I was going to keep his favorite toys and his bed and his blanket, his keepsakes for myself. And so I was very careful in bifurcating that, what to keep, what not to keep. I was very thoughtful and emotional about it. And I think I had a good plan. But the only change here is I'm going to donate those toys and those things instead to the new little dog. And I don't have a problem doing that again because... My old dog didn't really like them. He didn't really play with them. Um, you know, he played with them once in a blue moon, but they were not amongst his favorites. And I'm keeping his favorites that were his favorites away. The new dog can't have them. The new dog is getting a new bed, a new blanket, new everything else. So, even though I happen to have those dog things lying around that I'm keeping as keepsakes, the new dog doesn't get it because those are, those are for me to remember my old dog. So, <clears throat> I think I was pretty thoughtful through that. And I think I still am pretty thoughtful through that. And... Boy, I, I can testify to it because <laughs> amongst the bad is I had to drop over $200 of new dog stuff all at once. <laughs> I knew exactly what it took to have a new puppy now, and I knew everything I wanted, so I just went on a shopping spree and dropped over $200 <laughs> dog things. <laughs> so that's definitely bad. But... You know, it is what it is to welcome in a new a new life into the home. Now, the biggest bad that's at risk here is, what if my ex is right? What if I can't walk the dog? My condition is worsening. My abilities physically are dropping substantially. It's difficult now for me to just do things in the kitchen or, or make a meal for myself, let alone to walk a dog. And that scares me, certainly. So I have to contend with that. I do have promises from friends and family that my dog will not go to a shelter, that they will help me take care of the dog if it comes down to it. So he's not going to a shelter again. I'll stick through it for him. And honestly, the benefit of having a new life 
a new companion and a new soul in my life, I think really outweighs the risk. That's just my opinion. So despite that risk of not being able to walk the dog all the time, and even the worst risk of dying while in possession of the dog, which frankly is likely to happen. He's not going back to a shelter. He has homes, loving homes that will take him in. And I've already talked to people about that. So I think that's the worst part of it. But I have plans to help him and to protect him. And that's all I can do. And again, I think the joy that both I'm going to get and that this dog is going to get outweighs the risk by many fold, in my opinion. Because I know he's going to have a good life. I absolutely know. Both he and I are going to get a lot out of this relationship. So, there it is with the bad. finally to consider there's the ugly and to be totally honest it's going to be the new dog he is absolutely hideous I'm just kidding he's absolutely adorable he's not ugly at all well <laughs> um, with respect to the ugly I the biggest thing that comes to my mind honestly is that I am an ugly crier <laughs> So, I know I've already talked about receiving my dog's ashes the day after I get possession of my new adoption. And I know I've already addressed that as bad with respect to the ex. But I know that that's going to result in me just sobbing and crying right there in front of my poor little new little guy. Who's going to be thinking, <laughs> what, what, what the F, man? <laughs> I just got here and you're crying. Because um, I'm, not, I'm not a pretty crier. I'm definitely an ugly crier. <laughs> uh, I am not the cute Demi Moore, one tear running down the, the cheek sort of crier. I am a... Uh, snot bubbles, eyes red, sobbing, puffy cheeks and eyes, and slobbering. I'm, I'm kind of like the Blair Witch version of crying. So when I cry <laughs> about my dog, it's, it's, it's ugly. It's really ugly. Um, and I feel bad about that. I do feel bad that some of the first things my new dog is going to see is me crying. Yes, 
in my mind, shouldn't be the case. But, you know, it is what it is. I know I'm going to cry. And there's just no way around it. And hopefully, on the plus side, he'll be there for me and be there to care for me, as some of my friends have said. They really say it's perfect timing, because before I would, be, I would have been alone, whereas now I have this little man to be there to give me kisses and licks and to play with me and distract me and, and bring me back to reality. So, perhaps that's the way it will work out. Hopefully I don't scare him, because <laughs> I'm such an ugly crier. Um, hopefully he'll brave that and seek to comfort me through that. And hopefully it doesn't happen every day. I mean, truth being told, I cry about my old dog every day still. <coughs> Excuse me, my voice went out every day still. And... Hopefully that's not a huge turnoff for this poor dog. But, mainly because, yeah, I'm a real ugly crier. <laughs> I'm just awful. <laughs> so, that's really the only ugly thing I, I foresee coming down the pike, is my poor little guy dealing with that. And there's just no way around it, especially receiving my old dog's ashes the day after. There's just no way around it. So I'll just have to, um... Avoid it by going through it, so to speak. There's no way around it. I'll just have to go through it. And... I'll manage. I'll be fine at the end. But it's going to be a crappy situation at first. So. That's really the only ugly aspect of this whole thing that I can think of. And if there's only one, then. Hey, I guess that's good. <laughs> but yeah. I know for sure. Come the second day of my uh, possession after my adoption I am going to be one ugly little man <laughs> and that's all with respect to ugly So, as we come around and look at the summation of the good and the bad and the ugly, I do confess that I'm still very excited to go through with this adoption. I don't think the bad things are 
curtailing me whatsoever. Uh, they're just things to deal with. And that's exactly what I will deal with. But I welcome the change. I welcome the new little guy in my life. I welcome an opportunity to have a new companion and to have love. And I think that's a wonderful thing for me and for this poor dog that's being rescued. So, I am in big support of it, by far. Now, I know there's the fears of my life ending and my abilities, my physical abilities of caring for the dog. But again, I'm not gonna let that slow me down. I am choosing to live my life and to live my life as actively as I possibly can. And I'm gonna go that route to the very, very end. I do not foresee at any moment me turning around and saying, oh gosh, I give up. Even though I have made medicine in the house and I've qualified for that, I still struggle to imagine what it would take for me to use such a medication that would stop my living. Because to me, you never know. How do you know when to take it? Tomorrow might bring something wonderful. You just don't know. And I am consistently revisited by that old quote by Horace, where he said, happy the man and happy he alone. He who can call today his own. He who secure within can say, tomorrow do thy worst for I live today. And it was actually only until recently that I realized that this is only half of his quote. I think I literally got the first half off a library title in uh, a college town. Like it was like etched on the top of a library. Um, nowhere special, but I kind of ran with it. I liked it, and so I wrote it down. But unbeknownst to me, there's more to the quote, and this reflects on things I've said in the past, and I only encountered this recently. But the rest of that quote was, Be fair or foul, or rain or shine, the joys I have possessed, in spite of fate, are mine. Not heaven itself upon the past has power, but what has been has been, and I have had my hour. And that's the way in which I intend to live. So I know that there's going to be a wonderful reward through this adoption. 
eventually there will be a crisis. But there will also have been a wonderful adoption that can never be taken away. And that's what I'm living for today. And with that, I want to thank you for listening to my little podcast. And just to give the usual reminder to follow and to turn on notifications. Sorry, this podcast was a little bit shorter this week. But just have a lot going on. (laughs) I'm trying to reposition my life to adopt a new soul. It takes a lot of energy out of me. And if you wish to support the podcast even further, you can go to patreon.com slash my dog will eat my face. And I do want to point out that finally the meaning of my podcast title will finally be back. (laughs) That once again, I'll have a dog. That will eat my face when I die in bed. (laughs) That's really the meaning behind it. I don't know if I've ever shared that. I know, kind of a sick humor. Anyway, thanks again, though, for listening. That's what means the most to me more than anything by far. I really thank all my listeners for chiming in and listening to the podcast. It really does bring me a lot of joy in my life to have my voice out there and to communicate with others and to share my story and my thoughts. So with that, I will talk to you next week, probably talking about the (laughs) ensnaring disaster of adoption, (laughs) a new puppy. (laughs) But I'll talk to you then. And for now, I will say, off feet